In such a changing environment, how can a talent acquisition team adapt to better support a business and, of course, candidates? Can adopting an agile methodology provide answers? I'm Hamish Coots, and you're listening to Talent Talks, brought to you by SEEK. The ability to bring together the right resources at the right time and all of the ceremonies that go with Agile have really enabled that to happen. It's a really good success story. Rita Newman is the General Manager of Recruitment, Resourcing and Mobility at ANZ. And this is exactly the journey she undertook to match the needs of such a large organisation. Rita joined me on the line for a remote episode of Talent Talks, ahead of her presentation at this year's Digital Australasian Talent Conference. Our conversation also touched on the value of transferable skills, internal mobility, and what it means to be ANZ fit. Welcome to you, Rita. Thank you for having me. You're delivering a session on ANZ's Agile methodology. Love you to tell us a bit about this and how has it ultimately changed the way that your talent acquisition team is functioning? We implemented Agile in ANZ about three years ago, namely in our technology and our non-customer-facing areas of the business across Australia retail and commercial. And then from our broader sort of talent and culture function perspective, we implemented Agile about a year ago, which I think has been a fantastic transformation for our function. Mm. And really, um, the key benefits that I've seen from Agile, particularly as they relate to talent acquisition or recruitment, is, is probably four things I would highlight. Mm-hmm. That One of the benefits of Agile is that you design around employee journeys And so it's this shift away from um, designing around functional areas. And so it's much more aligned to the way we think about customer journeys. So, for example, for my area, so recruitment is one area that I'm responsible for, but my function or or what's called a tribe is responsible for for all things joining and moving. So Mm. we have designed that operating model around the way that candidates choose ANZ when they join ANZ when they move with ANZ and then ultimately when they leave ANZ. So that's been one of the benefits around um, designing around employee journeys. The second one is around simplification, which is all about minimising handoffs, simplifying our processes, responding to queries faster. And a good example of that is where we previously had like a centralised employee help desk across our broader talent and culture function. We've now dispersed those teams into the various employee journey. So for joiners and movers, I have a team that is responsible for responding to employee and line manager queries. Mm. And that's really enabled them to have much deeper knowledge and therefore less handoff. So they're, you know, definitely part of that broader, broader team. And within, I think, just three months of launching our model, our operating model for talent culture, we saw a 3% reduction in handoffs in just three months, which is a really sort of positive outcome. Um, so that's that's the second one. Better visibility of the work has been a really important area. So better, better visibility enabling better prioritisation has been critical. And then finally, more dynamic resourcing, enabling teams to really swarm to critical business requirements. And to be honest, that's been evidenced through COVID in a, in a big way. Uh, enabling us to pivot to demand much more quickly than than we would have ever have been able to do in a traditional structure. Introducing Agile methodology, has that changed the way in how you communicate with the hiring managers and what efficiency impacts has that had on your team? Look, it hasn't really changed the way we communicate with hiring managers, but it's definitely enabled us to respond to line managers more quickly. 
one of the um, biggest efficiency drivers that I've sort of seen for my team is, is the bringing together of strategy and delivery teams. So previously we would have had like a shared services function and strategy teams quite separate. Mm. We've been able to bring those teams together, which has enabled pace, I think, and efficiency. The other thing we've done is I have like a dedicated team that's called a make it better okay. squad. Yeah. And that make it better squad is is focused on driving change and continuous improvement at pace. And a good example of that is again when we launched the model quite quickly, we were able to mobilize resources to um, a need around onboarding to improve that onboarding experience. And we brought together members of my team, but also people from other parts of the business, including technology and property, because we really needed to think about this end-to-end experience around onboarding. So that team that came together into what we call a cross-functional squad was able to reimagine that entire onboarding experience and deliver some quick wins in, in less than 10 weeks as an example, the speed to onboarding for our consulting and managed services workforce was improved and increased by improved by 10 days in that time wow. frame. So, and I, th- I think Agile has really enabled that to happen. It's again, yeah. going back to some of the things I mentioned before, the ability to visualize the work and prioritize, the, the ability to bring together the right resources at the right time. And all yeah. of the ceremonies um, that go with Agile have really enabled that to happen. It's a really good success story. Being a member of the Make It Better squad sounds like one of the better jobs that you can have in any organization. How many people? Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. How many people are on that squad? What's the size of it? Oh, um, look, it's quite a big squad and there are roughly probably about 15 people yeah. or so just on that in that team I mean it doesn't work um, single-handedly it certainly works with other squads as well but dedicated to those change improvements and process improvements there's about yeah 15 or so dedicated people fantastic you also speak to beyond recruitment vision what does that actually mean and how do you and your team actually practically implement this vision and also, I guess, educate the wider business on this. It really just means uh, thinking differently about how recruitment is delivered in an organisation. Mm. Ultimately, it is about agile. It is about new ways of working. It is about having new capabilities in the function outside traditional areas of recruitment. And it's also about having a really important service proposition that's very clear around um, the proposition you're offering to employees and candidates, etc. From an education perspective, we we thought long and hard about this around do we go out with a big bang Mm. education approach to the line managers to say, hey, here's how we have transformed our function. We decided against that. So we haven't done a big big launch that way. The education comes at the point of need. So if there's a, a line manager who has a hiring request, they will experience the service and that proposition at that point of, of need. Stay across the latest ideas and conversations about recruitment, HR and the world of work. Subscribe or follow Seek Talent Talks today. I'd love to talk to you a little bit about internal mobility as well. And and often organisations are unaware of the skills and talent that they already have. How do you at ANZ go about identifying existing talent within your business? Because you have a huge workforce. I'm deeply passionate about internal mobility. It's definitely an ongoing challenge and I think one that many organisations, not just ANZ, would be experiencing in terms of problems to solve. Mm. Strategic workforce planning is obviously critical to addressing this challenge and we are 
definitely working with key business leaders to get a better understanding of their future requirements uh, around workforce composition. So the types of people we need, the types of capabilities that we require in the right location, and what this means in terms of a broader strategy around building, borrowing, and, and buying, and buying obviously being the recruitment component to that. Mm. One of the biggest shifts we've, we are making is this shift around filling jobs to sourcing capabilities. And that's an ongoing journey. We're not there yet, but we're really spending a lot of time understanding the capabilities that people have and the types of work they do. And I think with time, we will shift away from jobs that people hold. Interestingly, I think this has been further spurred through COVID okay. in quite a big, quite a big way. For example, we have faced increasing volumes in some part of our business. Uh, as a bank, we're seeing increased volumes in our call centres, around mortgages, and unfortunately, areas like hardships, etc. Mm. And we have had to really rethink how do we get the right resources to this demand surge really quickly, which is all about internal mobility. I actually think COVID has amplified um, this in quite a big way. So. Yeah, really, yeah. really important stuff. And the fact that COVID has, has amplified it, you're obviously now on a path where you'll continue looking at that post-COVID and whatever the new normal looks like. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So some, some, some gains that you've made there, perhaps out of what was potentially a bad situation for you guys internally. Definitely. I think, I mean, one of the challenges we have is technology and being able to do that in a way that we possibly could if we had more technology, and that's definitely on the on the roadmap. I think we have accelerated this agenda probably by several years, and to your point, it'll be here beyond COVID. It's not just something we're doing for the next couple of months, but it really, I think that the burning platform and the culture that you want to instill around internal mobility is, yeah, is here. Yeah. People need resources. They need them quickly, so they really need to be moving away from thinking about owning these resources um, and thinking about them as organisational talent and how we get the right people in the right areas quickly. I'd love to touch on transferable skills. So when it comes to finding the right talent today, NZ, how much emphasis do you and your team put on a candidate's skill sets versus their previous experience? I think they're probably both important. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably not one or the other. I mean, we definitely want to move to an environment where we're really thinking about capabilities. And as I called out, this sort of um, shift away from jobs to capabilities is probably, you know, the key thing here. However, that they are both important. Mm. I probably go beyond that a little bit. Um, one of the things that ANZ is moving to, and we've been on this journey for some time, but when we think about right people and we think about the capabilities that we care about as an organisation, there's probably three elements to the candidate that, that we want to really think about and they are around uh, work fit, ANZ fit and future fit. So work fit uh, would be exactly what you sort of talked about in terms of the experience that people have but it's also the knowledge and skills that they have. So what, you know, what is that work fit, uh, including the way that they think about problem solving, et cetera. But there's work fit and motivation for the role. There's the ANZ fit, which is really how do they align to our culture and to our values and what's their motivation for working for ANZ. And then future fit, which is a really important part of this in terms of the bank of the future that we want and the types of capabilities we need in the future, which is largely around adaptability and resilience. So it's the combination of all three that we actually think are really important to all the candidates 
that we're thinking about hiring. I mean, that they'll, it'll all look a little bit different depending on the type of role. But generally speaking, work fit, ANZ fit and future fit are important. If we look at identifying transferable skills, so if we could talk about skills specifically, are there transferable skills that you and your team find most valuable if a candidate actually has them and you think they can actually extend their reach throughout the organisation? Are there two or three that you could call out um, that you find that, that is valuable for people to have? Well, I think it probably goes to this future fit component, which is around adaptability and resilience, Yeah, I think is is probably critical, particularly in an environment. I mean, if you think about kind of COVID, the need to really pivot to different types of work mm. and demand and that ability to be resilient and adapt, I think is, is critical for, yeah, and definitely transferable. What does success look like for you when you really get under the hood of internal mobility and it's working to its optimum as what you think it could do at ANZ? One is around simplification. So it's about giving those hours back to the business and really simplifying the hiring process so that we don't have lengthy hiring processes. And I think that the way we think about hiring internally versus how we hire externally is quite different. And so for ANZ right now, our proposition around internal and external hiring is quite similar. So I think moving forward, that needs to shift. So success is around that simplification and that hours back to the business it's ultimately about having the right people in the right roles. So it's about quality and capability. And as I mentioned, uh, moving away from filling jobs to actually sourcing capabilities will be a big part of the success. And when we can shift that mindset to think about capability, that will be a huge lever. Yep. And it's ultimately about right people in the right place at the right time and really being able to move people who are underutilized as well into parts of the business that are in, are in demand. And then finally, I think it's cost and productivity, time to hire, time to productivity, and ultimately employee satisfaction. Well, thanks for joining us for this remote episode. For more ideas and discussions on the world of work, adapting to change, and all things recruitment and HR, stay tuned for upcoming episodes of Seek Talent Talks.